0: Welcome to Six Degrees Within YGK, a podcast where we get everyone within the YGK area where we talk about health, fitness, and overall balance of life. I'm your host, Bob Payne, owner of Crossville Limestone, Limestone Athletics. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode with Six Degrees Within YGK today. We have Dave, the manager of Lululemon, on today. How are you doing, Dave?
1: Good. I'm really glad to be here. I mean, this is exciting. It's always been a passion of mine to be on a podcast.
0: Is this your first one?
1: This is my first one.
0: Okay, no, it'll be fun. We're just going to have some conversations, and we're just going to go from there. Cool. Um, so first, let's jump into a little bit of your background. Like, let's go the history of Dave, <laughs> and how did Dave end up in with
1: Lululemon? That's a really good question. Um, so. You may pick up on some of the words that I say here or some of the phrases. Um, I'm actually from the U.S. Um, I I knew that. I
0: remember you and talking with Tara, my wife there, you guys talking about sports and stuff. For sure,
1: yeah. Um, So, yeah, started in the U.S. Um, I went to school in the U.S. and swam uh, competitively down there for four years uh, and did an engineering degree concurrently um, and then finished school? uh, University of Rhode Island. Rhode Island, yeah. Yeah, and then... After university, I of course when I was down there it was called college, but after moving up here I moved to university. Um, was in industry uh, in my engineering degree, and then moved to moved around a little bit and was never in love with industry, manufacturing environment, and um, engineering. Just it was not my thing. Cubicles, old style stuff, and at the I same
0: a typical nine to five. You got to hit this time frame. And then,
1: like, you're looking at the clock being like, I want to get out of here. I want to get out of here. And then, uh, at the same time, this is 15 years ago, um, Facebook and Google are starting to get big. And you start hearing these environments of, like, work-life balance sort of thing. And so, that was the passion. And I always had this sweat perspective. I swam for years. I had done CrossFit before CrossFit was CrossFit. And... I was like, I just want to work out. I want to do my thing. And then I had this period of time between jobs and my next job where I was getting up every day going to the gym. I was surfing every day. I was biking every day. And I was loving my life. And I was like, man, I just love to sweat, right? Okay, fast forward a couple months and I meet my wife who is from Kingston, which is why I'm here. Where do you guys meet? We met on Funny Story. We met on Match.com. Nice. Uh, so it's, if you you'll Google us, you can find one of those success stories. Um, she was going to school down in Boston and was doing her rotations for optometry school. So she's an optometrist locally. And moved up here. And little did I know, um, and I met her sisters. And her sisters worked for Lululemon. And
0: At that time, because Lululemon was like, it was popular, but it wasn't like, very on the scene
1: right so it was to me it was uh, it was very foreign in u.s it was nothing to me where i was Yeah, because
0: it was mainly canadian it was
1: mainly canadian brand um it was starting to get big in some of the metropolitan areas in maybe new york and la and some of those places but not where i was and then at the same time i started so my sister-in-laws who are now my sister-in-laws were like this is this is your thing this is this is gonna be for you and i was like no this is not for my not for me
0: well, why did you say no in the beginning? Just because, uh, back then, Lululemon would have had the reputation of being
1: a female brand and yoga. yoga. And there was like even there was some underlying factors. Maybe some of you have heard about it. Of, um, is a cult. Yeah, yeah, like that was the thing. And, I, and so I heard about that, and I was like, no, leave me alone. I'm gonna just try to figure my own thing out. At the same time, I started doing my masters in organizational development, which would be a subsection of an MBA.
0: Was that in Kingston?
1: Uh, It was an online Online, program. Um, And all my projects started to become on Lululemon because I started hearing that there's these really great work-life balance, a lot of progressive-type thinking within the organization. So I started doing my master's more or less around Lululemon ideology. And then I joined the company. Um, And for anyone out there, we do these group interviews, um, I showed up, and I didn't actually get in on my first group interview. It took me three group interviews to make it through. Um, and the person who picked me out of the group interview said, you're going to be the next door manager. And I said, bull. Yeah.
0: Now, real quick, let's just explain what the group interview, because I've heard of it. I know it could be done it, but just in case anybody's listening, you can go in there. It's not like the stereotypical of, like, one-on-one, where you're where are you good at, where are your weaknesses.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, the group interview allows you to kind of – separate yourself from a group um usually there's about eight to ten people who are in a group we'll ask them a series of questions you may not get to answer the questions but the more you ask the question answer the questions and stand out you'll get moved forward to a one-on-one likely with another manager or even myself so that happened um and then i was probably the worst so fast forward a couple months i'm working as, as an educator on the floor making you know eleven twelve dollars an hour not very much money and i'm probably the worst educator like i by far like i'm not doing a job and they looked at me and they said we need to figure something out for you either you need to move on out of the company or you need to figure it out and and join this
0: what were you not doing so well like what like what was the struggle there
1: yeah i think there's the piece of and this is where we i guess we can talk about this in a little bit but my ego, my leadership, my self, my self leadership was not good. Um, there may have been a little of that Americanism in me. There may have been a little bit of ego in me. Self-awareness was missing. And I think that I was stuck up on what I had done in the past, as opposed to who I could be going forward.
0: That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Um, ultimately it took me about a year to kind of get through that yicky yuckiness, I went to this program called Landmark, which is something we don't do anymore, but we have a, our own version of it. And it's about personal responsibility, um, really realizing that you control your own destiny, you control your own stories, you control everything. And if you can take responsibility for your life, you can have a fulfilling, meaningful life within just yourself, whether that's making money, whether that's sweating, whether that's whatever it is and then bounce forward. Uh, Once I got to that little piece of landmark, two months later I was an assistant store manager, a year later I was a store manager, and it's been a trajectory of leadership, -leadership, self-leadership, self-learning, vulnerability, all that sort of stuff going forward.
0: That's an awesome story. Uh, Now, going back to that little bit of the ego, now do you think some of that's just because like, you're an athlete, you worked out, like we mentioned, like you were doing CrossFit before CrossFit, but like in the beginning days of like even CrossFit, they had like a lot of ego, like we're fitter than everyone else. You walk on the floor, like, I know what I'm talking about. This is kind of like maybe at the time the brand's still evolving from yoga to trying to spread to other elms of fitness.
1: Yeah. Um, ego is – everyone has an ego. I think that's the most – Yep, imp- they do. I think that's the most important thing to realize, and I didn't realize that. It was like – I knew I was egotistical, if you will, within, I'd been a captain of a division one swim team. I had done a four-year engineering program at the same time I was swimming. I had been the captain of this. I was the, the, like, you're at the top of your game all this time. You were the best athlete in the room when you're doing the, the gym workouts, the spinning, the biking, all the things. And I was just in my own way. And realizing that Yeah, you can have the ego. And it took me years, like even like a number of years within being a store manager of knowing that the ego is okay, but knowing when to turn the volume up or down on the ego is more important. And knowing how you relate to other people with the ego or knowing how your self-awareness shows up for other people is very important. You could have the heaviest bar in the room and doing all that stuff, but then the person next to you may have the lightest bar in the room, but you don't have to look at them and be like, you're nothing. You have to look at them and be like, oh... I was exactly where you were, let me help you out. And that is the part of ego that you need to be, that I need I don't want to say you, we need, I need to be aware of because it's all about helping people move forward. And whether that's through being an educator at the store, whether it's being an athlete in a gym, that's whether it be when I ride my bike nowadays, it's like, I want to, I don't want to, of course I want to be fast. I want to be the, one of the fastest people out there. But it's going to be silly if I'm the only one in 10 years from now that's fast and there's no one else to ride with me.
0: Yeah. No, I and I think, every, like I agree with you, everyone does have a little bit of an ego, but it's how they balance it, like what you're saying, because it's almost that fine line of confidence, right? Everyone needs confidence because, you knew, like, to be the manager at your store, you need confidence. If you're not full of yourself, like, if you're not fully confident in yourself, people are not going to follow you. Sure. But there's also that balance of like if you have too much of an ego, it's almost like you're insecure. And so you need to portray it onto other people.
1: Right. So I guess if you don't have that awareness, then you you force people to not want to work with you. And I think there's the piece of that where it comes into the leadership, right? So being the it's one thing to be a l- manager. It's another thing to be a leader. And I like to think of myself as more of a leader. So how do you, t- how do you be self-aware and have people follow you with knowing that that ego is part of kind of who you are.
0: And that's part of the Lululemon like, values.
1: Right. So a lot of what we talk about at Lululemon is self-leadership, uh, the practice of self-leadership, or practice of leadership. And there's a, there's elements of leading self. So you can't lead others until you lead yourself. Then you can lead others. And then you can lead the organization. And if you don't have the ground, the brickwork at the bottom to lead self, ego awareness, self-awareness, personal responsibility, the power of choice, you are not going to be able to lead others because it's going to become this back and forth. And then being able to lead others is going to be a decision-making tree and all the things that go with others. And then organization. You may make decisions for the organization that you may not be aligned with, you may not agree with, but you are aligned with. And so that is the difference. And that's kind of part of that Lululemon philosophy. Yeah,
0: And a lot of it's like lead from the front, for sure. Yeah, because uh, I always say one big element of leadership. There's like, there's the push leadership, and then there's the pull. Pull, you get everyone to follow you. Guys, let's move forward here. Yeah. Um, no, that's awesome. Now, one thing Lou Lemon is, they're so active in the community, especially with Kingston here. Like, you guys are doing. You guys are always um, jumping on whatever like local fitness thing because we just did a podcast with Kevin Coffee last week, and he was talking about his new. Um, his new project. to project yep. Yeah, mile to Marathon, his project there. And he's like, "Hello, Lim's jumping on board. There's been times in the past where we did some CrossFit competitions at the gym. We come in, you guys are like, yep, hands on board, let's go. Even when we did the – when they closed down on Princess Street there, and, like, one of your um, people asked us to come out and, hey, let's get a – like, do a little bit of a CrossFit competition. Evolved from that because now you guys get Queen Street. They come out, put it on display. For sure. Um, Is that like push from the top down or is that like, where where does all this come from? Like who leads in that when you're like anything local, let's go 100%.
1: So if we go back to probably when I started with the company, a lot of the things were grassroots. So we would be a community-based company or a community-based store. And the idea is to create the relationships at 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 the ground level. So any idea that we had back in the day was something that was our idea. If you went to a store in Toronto or any of the stores in Toronto, their thing would be completely different. It's all about creating relationships. So whether that was with a yoga instructor, a a box owner, um, a runner, uh, someone who owned the local bagel shop next door, um, you know, it was all about creating relationships. And then seeing who those people were and seeing how they like to sweat in the community. That was kind of the initial brand. And then we would go through there and support, whether that be through an event or experience that we, the, a gym was running, um, or the product testing, we'd want to get some product out in the community. So it was a, a, a community back in the day, whether we said it or not, was a form of marketing. It Like ultimately it was.
0: 100%. It 100% is a form of, because Blue Limits just not a transaction where you go in there, you buy some clothes, walk out, you guys are involved, and there's like, all the little things that they do for marketing. Like, they're out on the streets cheering people on, doing running. Even carrying that bag you have over there, like, that's part of marketing. And they do a brilliant job of doing that.
1: For sure. And so we never used to have, like, if you think of where we were, every store had a Facebook page. And we used to post product on the Facebook page. That was all we had. And we'll kind of know nowadays that Facebook is kind of, like, not as much. Instagram is now a thing. And TikTok is now more of a thing. And... Everyone has an app for this and an app for that. And so, you know, we've evolved further to that to more of a marketing scheme. I think it's, you know, it's called a spade a spade. Like we needed to do that. We needed to not say we we're in community anymore. We are in community and we are very much in community because we want to be in community, because we want to have relationships with everyone. And we also need to put out things out there that are marketing materials.
0: Well, you guys had to separate yourself from all the other brands, for right? Sure. I mean, we're and we are growing. Yeah. And I would say it's more than community, it's more of a culture. You guys have created because community, in my opinion, is anyone who's in like individuals who are in part of a like a common, um, whether it be like fitness, like we're in the same fitness community. Because like say you like riding your bike, I like um, hitting the gym. That could be community. But we're very different on what we like in terms of fitness. But then culture, you're going to go back to the brand. Everyone's going to be loyal to that brand.
1: So so, that I mean that, that that's the piece is, is I was on a bike ride the other day and um it's funny you bring up Kevin so I was on a bike ride with a bunch of people and we were bike by a group of people who are running and i was like oh hey what's going on hey what's going on and Kevin's on and it's like all these people and they're like how do you know all these people I'm like well it is it's part of my community it's it's maybe I don't go to the gym as much as I used to or maybe I don't go to that gym as much or maybe I like but all the people who I've connected with and come in contact with is because of there's that athletic workout mentality we all have the same goals and so there's a personal side to it of like I actually enjoy having conversations about how hard we worked and what what that workout was and all that's a personal side from a Lululemon community side uh, those are the people that that help support the brand it's help support themselves we help support that brand and so there's that element of yes getting product out in the community and supporting everyone's work endeavors and and balance and and mental well-being that's kind of part of our thing as well um but it's also what the community wants as well as is, is you know back in the day it was the underarmors and the nikes and you know maybe that's not supporting them in their endeavors anymore and you know canadian homegrown home brand kind of works here in, in canada you know
0: yeah and Lululemon's has evolved from – it's just not yoga. Now, then it was like heavy in the running. It's um, it's starting to make its way into the CrossFit because I remember like 10 years ago when CrossFit was like the old dirty box, loud music, Metallica, because you did CrossFit yep. and you still like dabble in it too, right? Um, and no one wore Lululemon back in the day because it was like, oh, that's yoga stuff. I remember like when I was going – I was out of certification. People were like – so and so was wearing Lululemon. You don't want to wear that. Here's this going to get dirty. But now, you see Lululemon in the gym all the time.
1: You not only do you, like you see it in the gym all the time. You, you see it in the workplace. You see it in the workplace. You see it on professional athletes. Yep. Um. We've had a number of NFL teams call us up to get outfitted. Even though they have sponsorships with other teams, they want to get outfitted. Um, we have relationships with many the NHL teams, the Major League Baseball. Toronto Raptors specific example, the love wearing our stuff on, on, on the sidelines. So, you know, whether that's a, you know, whether we have a deal with them or not, like it, it's, it's, it's kind of the, the clothing speaks for itself. And that's another way of it's creating relationships. It wasn't just like someone showed up and said, we love your clothes. It was like, Hey, how are you doing? What's going on? Oh, we want to get to know you. And it's more the people behind the brand more so than the brand in front of the people.
0: And you guys also ask for a lot of feedback, for like sure. you're very open. Um, Cause like what we just said, like the shirt I'm wearing right now. Last when I saw you in the store the a couple weeks ago, I was like, I was actually in there buying this shirt because I was helping out at Diane's serving, and serving it's not exercise, it's everyday comfortable clothes sure. that you can wear professionally, yeah. and I think that's why Lululemon's like they're expanding. Cause if you look at Nike, Nike's their main focus a lot on athletic clothes, mm-hmm. right? Um, the other ones, Under Armour, and some some are just like only shoes. And now they're starting to switch over to like more than just like athletic clothing. Yeah, the streetwear. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, you know, the last year, or two years has been a quite a, an eye opening experience for those of us who've worked in the organization and those of us outside of the organization. Um, there was a few months there where we were not able to leave our homes, right, and you know that streetwear or even that home wear, lounge wear, that was a huge, huge thing for for the company. And you know if you're working from home and you wanted to be comfortable, that was there. If you know, there, I have so many people who are now coming back and they're like, "Well, I was wearing this at home, but I want something else that's similar to it, but it's a little bit more of a professional wear." So we have our our ABC pants and. Our joggers and and all that sort of stuff in the in the men's area and a very similar stuff in, in the women's area, um, which support people being in that kind of business casual business professional environment. And you know things are changing in the world and how we dress and how we look. and And I think that the brand is is attuned to the shifts and changes that are happening.
0: Now, let's that's a good way to go into the let's talk about COVID and all that um obviously everyone like all the gyms were shut down my gym was shut down we had to do everything online and everyone had to pivot right i know you guys would have pivot put everything online but one of the big things that really picked up was the home gym um and i know lululemon they purchased or they uh, partnered with mirror
1: purchased
0: uh, yeah yeah purchased and basically if anybody does know what mirror is basically
1: it's, I don't. Know, you,
0: yeah. you, you you probably know better. I already know a little bit yeah. about
1: it. Yeah, I, I mean, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like your Peloton, um, but not on a bike. It's gonna be you have a almost a trainer with you working out at home, a, a recorded mirror in front of you. It's like a box, uh, looks like a mirror. You'll see yourself, but you'll see a trainer on the other side of this digital mirror, and they're gonna be telling you what to do and how to lift and all that sort of stuff. Um, it is a, it's a big. You know, I, I think you probably can speak more to this, but I think there's a shift in the way the dynamic of of workouts have gone. I mean, personally speaking, this is me personally, um, if you had two or three months sitting around of the, uh, in the last two years and you didn't get off your ass to do something, shame.
0: shame. Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it was an opportunity, like – to work on your own fitness scale outside of sure,
1: so and I think there are a lot of people who built home gyms and were weren't able to go to the gym and they were crazy. Like community is the gym, um, community is riding, community is whatever you need it to be. I personally built a home gym because I wanted to be able to, like I already had started a part of a gym and it was like okay, well here's the impetus to just kind of keep it going. So we have a home gym and we got that going and um, I think we're seeing a lot of people who are still either struggling to get back to the gym, want to get to the gym. Still have their home gym, want to build out further their gym. So you have these Echelon is another company and Tonal is another company and Mirror is a company and and so I think you you actually have a you know, some people could say I'm going to lose my my following at, at a gym. And I actually think you actually expanded the ability to have people because now they can if they're working from home one day a week, they'll do their workout at home. If they're working from the office one day a week, maybe they'll go to the gym. And so I think you've seen this expansion of the workout industry, the fitness industry, which is going to help every single group.
0: I think it was a huge shift. Um, like when we shut down, we had to put everything online. And when we were starting to open up, I was like, we should keep going with the online stuff. But with us, we're like, our, what we're trying to sell is the experience inside the four walls. Right? And that's our big thing. We do still some stuff online. Yeah, there's the always putting content online, like even doing this podcast. It's like doing another element. But there's a lot of businesses that did really well because of the online. Like, let's go to Peloton. Peloton hit a home run, and they won the World Series. Like, they just took off. And then there's a whole bunch of other companies that already started before the um, pandemic who did really well. Like, say, even the CrossFit, do your home at home because everyone will start buying the equipment and some people talking to some gym owners they're they're always like well we're kind of worried that they're never going to come back in the beginning i was too i was like fuck they're not going to come back but if we worked our ass off during the pandemic those members are going to want to come back because again we're selling experience i think it's going to be um there's going to be a huge market for the online because everyone got their um, home stuff home equipment because you can't buy equipment anywhere right now because everyone like there's back orders for, for sure. everything but i think it's still going to be um there's still going to be the big need for going to the, into the gym. And I think just like what you said, it's expanded. So people, they might start to do some stuff at home and then they might do stuff on their own and, or, um, in the gym, it's almost got people to work out more.
1: I I I mean, I agree. I mean, being in the store, I talk to people all the time and I said, you know, what's this for? And they're like, it's for my workout. I'm like, where's your workout? Well, during the pandemic we built a gym. I was like, great. What's your plans? Well, some of them, and this is multiple, multiple, multiple people being like, "I, go, you know, I'm waiting for the gym to open. I can't wait." And you can see them standing in line right around the corner here, or they're like, "I'm going to stay at home and I'm going to keep working out at home." But and I don't think there's a lose lose in that in that conversation because it's really still growing community. Whether they are coming into lululemon to buy clothes or whether they're engaging that community conversation, does it help everyone? No, but it does help you know raise the bar for 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 health.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. More people are going to be involved in fitness because think about in the summertime, like you, uh, the in the spring there, like in April, you want to go buy a bike because people want to start riding a bike. You can't buy any because everyone bought bikes.
1: The bike industry is backlog for I. It, of course, I want to buy a new bike. I, I can't. I have to order one for twenty twenty three now. Like,
0: and you probably have to pay right now to get it then, so it has to sit there. Yeah.
1: Right. So I mean, the same thing. Buying weights and stuff like that. I probably overbought on my bumper set. You know what? At the time. I was just sick of it. I needed to do some something other than just ride a bike. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's all around, and I think we're seeing some some easing of stuff. And I think people are still nervous. Like I think there's some you know some stuff happening, and and I we can't control that. But I think being able to support, however that is, whether it's an online class, whether it's just community, I did hear of a number of people who were you know gyms are closed. Some places were not even doing anything, and they were still getting together. And I think that is a piece of, you know, going back to the community conversation, I'm sure a number of your members were still hanging out. We're still seeing each other. We're still communicating with each other yeah. be- because that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about community. It's about support. It's about engaging with, with each other because without that, heck, if I don't sweat once a day, I'm a mess. I'm a, I'm a useless human being, and I my kids do not want to see me. Yeah.
0: Well, like, we were doing Zoom classes, and we were doing them at 6 a.m., and we were making videos that if people couldn't make the Zoom class, they could do it on their own. So, really, people had the option of working out whenever they wanted, and that was some people were like, it's awesome. I get to work out at in the morning. I don't have to follow the schedule, but we had a lot of people still signing up for the Zoom class just because even though, like, you can coach them, but you can't really get your hands on with someone... Um, like showing them how to do the movements. You're like, okay, guys, here's the warm up. Here's the workout. Go at her, and people were just wanting to sign on because they want to see someone else and they just didn't want to suffer alone, right? Suffering being like they they want to sweat, they want to work hard, breathe heavy. At the end, high five, virtual high five. But I think that's what you we're both agreeing on here is like people still want that community. But the good thing the pandemic has led people that you don't need a trainer to work out. You can kind of do it on your own. And to me, I think that's great because, like, some people, they don't need – I don't – like, some people are like, this bad marketing right now, but you don't need to come into the gym six, seven days a week. You can come in four days a week, lift some heavy weights, and then two days a week go out and hit your own fitness and, like, go play baseball. I think pe- everyone should be doing that.
1: Well, I mean, that I mean again, again the idea of I – mean, you should be able to I, – I mean, I agree with you and, you know, being able to do – CrossFit is being able to also utilize that those skills in another avenue of being able to move boxes, being able to lift your kids, being able to play baseball. So yeah, I agree with that. I do want to hit on something for a second. Um, there's two things around community that I didn't talk about. Um, one from the pandemic and one that we do as an organization. Um, Lulam is really big on supporting under, underfunded um Areas of the population where yoga is not accessible. So yes, we've kind of moved a little bit away from yoga, but we have um, some places where we under, uh, there's some communities that are underserved, um, whether yoga is not accessible, whether people can't get yoga mats, whether people, and maybe just yoga mats, sometimes other places where um, um, shoes may be not accessible. And so Lululemon really focuses on, or looks for, and this is where the stores come into play, of creating relationships with groups of, of, of community members where they want to have a bigger impact, whether that's getting yoga mats to a community like a YMCA or some um, nonprofit. Um, that's one. And then, you know, we've also been offered the element to create other relationships. I have a, a colleague in St. John's, Nova's, uh, Newfoundland, and she had an initiative where they had this run club, but there were a number of people in the community who weren't able to run. They were... Um, they were wheelchair bound. And so what she proposed was an idea to get wheelchairs brought in to Newfoundland for people to join this run club um, so that people could be part of this sweat initiative. So Lou Lemon would put out tens of thousands of dollars to buy new wheelchairs for for this community. And then during the pandemic, when gyms were not in good spot, they supported their ambassadors, if you applied to support their gyms and gave them like a a grant to help pay for, you know, the government was paying for some of the stuff, but the the ambassadors were. So, so Lululemon does go a number of ways to help support community, not just through, you know, I I probably initially said through a marketing campaign. Again, that's that's one aspect, but we really are supporting the community through many initiatives and it's not optics. I can promise you that is like literally heartfelt tears have been shown through helping support, um, all members of, of our communities.
0: No, oh, that's amazing. That's amazing with the wheelchair. Well, just shows, again, you guys are creating a culture for sure. where you just want people out there exercising. For sure. Now, is Lululemon, are there any new projects, anything that they're – like, is there any new trends or projects coming up in Kingston with the company?
1: Let me see. Um, yeah, is, is it time for the reveal? If
0: you want to do the reveal, yeah. Okay,
1: I'll do the reveal. So, taking some product out of this bag here. And it would look like some normal product on there. But Bob is going to say what he sees on this product.
0: Want me to start listening right now? Yeah, you can see. Okay, so uh, right now you pulled out a black hat. Uh, like a pouch. Mm-hmm. Okay, black pouch. And then a water bottle.
1: And what is the symbol on the water bottle?
0: The Olympics.
1: So just today, in partnership with Team Canada, the Canadian Olympic Committee and the International Olympic Committee, Lululemon is now Team Canada sponsor for the next four Olympics, the next six years. Wow. This is a huge thing. This yeah, is like that's, huge. That's like amazing. We are going to, so we will be selling, um, these are the first three products that we have in our store. Um, so it's a, one of our normal water bottles, um, a new pouch, the, um, what you call it? The legacy, cut, uh, crossbody bag and, um, one of our normal ball caps. But the cool thing is 10% of each, the sale of each item goes to support Olympic and Paralympic athletes.
0: That's wicked. That's a big one too, because, um, yeah, Olympic athletes—they don't have time to work a job, and they want—they can only survive through funding.
1: Yeah, so this is like something that's been in the works for a number, a couple of years, and literally, this is why I wanted to to have our conversation today because uh, officially, literally, before um, we jumped on online here, um, it was. Re- released through the financial times, you're going to start seeing th- this stuff come out in, in the news media over the next couple of weeks. Um, there'll be some big blasts for, for all communities going forward. But yeah, um, if you are an athlete, if you love athletics, if you love the Olympics, if you love team Canada, um, yeah, I'm not even Canadian. And I like, I'm so excited for like this, this thing to, to be supporting and to support athletes. Like, like all, I mean, I've known a number of athletes who have, who've, who've, who've tried out for the Olympics, got on to the Olympics, and it is not an easy role. Like, you are struggling. Um,
0: It is stressful because especially when you're that amateur, you don't have any money. If you don't make the team, basically you still have to work. And either through sponsorships or things like that. Like, let's talk about, like, weightlifting and, like, Basically, have to work full time because sure. it's just not a recognized sport. There's just not enough money coming into that. Um, we did a podcast with Rob Gibson a couple of weeks ago, right? And he talked about the life of being a rower. It's just you just row, you worked out three times a day. You don't have time to work. And they work out six, seven days a week. So, being an athlete, it's like it's amazing making the Olympics, but it's no easy task.
1: No. And so, our goal is to, to raise as much money as possible over the, like anytime we sell a piece of product, like you are personally helping an athlete.
0: Now, is this all proceeds or anything with the logo on it? So
1: anything with the, the Olympic. Olympic logo on it would be, and so this is just the first three things that we have in our store. So the water bottle, the pouch and, and the hat um, online, you're going to have a bigger selection, but we will be able to support in, in that stuff at the store. Um, but you're going to start seeing more things come out in their, the and you were going to be able to wear the cool thing is you're going to be able to wear an outfit yourself the same way the athletes are wearing it so and
0: that's a big deal when they're doing like they're walking walking into the opening ceremony you you can wear the same swag
1: for sure so like team canada team canada like there's gonna be some big stuff and if you really want to have an impact on we've had a number of athletes come out of kingston locally um i rode i used rode like rode a bike with one she just came back from uh tokyo and I got to ride with her. Literally she got off the plane, we did a nice little bike ride. It was great. Like it was just awesome to be able to ride in the same arena as her and knowing that like I could I could support her. I supported her before she went to the Olympics in in conversation, I supported her with a little bit of riding. Um but now I can do it in a financial aspect that I was I actually didn't think of before. And so you can too do that.
0: That's amazing. That's so good. Yeah. No, I can't wait to see some more of that stuff come out. Um, yeah. So anyone going to Lululemon, they they got the three items there, and more will be coming out. Check out the store.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited about that. So, it, I think that I me mean, that was my big reveal. And the th- other things that are coming up are are, you know, we're always bringing out new product. Um, we're always looking to get involved with new ideas. Um, right now just like we're keeping an eye on like events and experiences in the, in the community, um, nonprofit ideas, uh, anyone out there listening, if you have really big passion and, you know, it's not just about what the idea that you have per se, it's maybe the idea that you, maybe you have and you need to link some people together and we love kind of to coordinate that. And if we have the funds to support, um, we'll support if we can't, then we'll keep it on the back burner. And no conversation is too big or too small. Um, you can always, send me an email and um i'd love to love to hear ideas and how 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 you all want to get involved in the community
0: no that's amazing dave thanks so much for jumping on here man that
1: was my pleasure this is so much fun i uh it's always been a passion like i said in the beginning so this is this has been pretty cool
0: yeah no it's awesome and yeah i can look forward to more things coming with so.
1: cool awesome thanks a lot